Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z, July 21st, 2022. I think I may be on to something here. According to Bloomberg's Mark Niquette, most Americans do not want Biden or Trump to run in 2024, according to a new poll. And I think I want to call this Colin Kaepernick syndrome. Let's pretend that tomorrow the city of Oklahoma City decides they want a new NFL football team. So they petition the league in some kind of way they petition the league and get an NFL franchise, a new never-before-seen team, a brand new team. They decide on a name, and it has to be something politically correct, like the Oklahoma City footballers, something to that effect. And their first order of business is to pick from an NFL-designated pool of available quarterbacks. First of all, let's say that Terry Bradshaw is in their list of still available because some kind of way he's still under contract with some team. And the other one is Colin Kaepernick. Right now, the conventional wisdom would be if I can only pick from the old fat white guy who hasn't thrown a football in a ball stadium in 30 years, or Colin Kaepernick, a controversial racist figure who probably is in better shape than Bradshaw, We'll have to swallow hard, hold our noses, and pick Kaepernick. That's kind of where we are right now. In the 2024 election cycle, there's no capable, qualified, trustworthy Democrat. Certainly Biden is not that. So he'll probably run again if most conventional wisdom holds true. But on the other side of the fence, the Republicans have potential good candidates. But right now, with Joe Biden out there waving the Kaepernick flag, and I mean that figuratively, trust me, there's no love between those two guys, the Republicans feel sidelined right now. They don't want to put forth potential candidates if Donald Trump decides to run. Same with Joe Biden. The Democrats are all sitting on the sidelines right now, chomping at the bit because they are waiting for Biden to fall out of favor with the public. And how do they, the Democrats, and their willing accomplices in the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke media make this happen? Well, they're already trashing Donald Trump, but not so much that he won't run again. They haven't come forward with enough evidence to convict him of any crimes, even though they've tried for six solid years phony dossiers, false impeachments, lies, made-up stories, fake news, and the like, and the Donald keeps on popping up like whack-a-mole. You can't hit me, you can't hit me, you can't hit me. Joe Biden's approval rating, job approval rating, that is, fell to the lowest mark of his presidency, and a healthy majority of Americans do not want to see him run in 2024. That same Quinnipiac University poll found they don't want Donald Trump to run either. Biden's approval rate in the Quinnipiac poll, which is usually very favorable to Democrats, fell to 31%, the lowest in his presidency and lower than even Jimmy Carter, lower than Richard Nixon. 
60% strongly disapproving of his job performance in the most recent survey of adults conducted between July 14th and 18th of this year. 71% of all Americans, that includes Republicans, Democrats, and Independents, say they do not want to see gropey Joe Biden run again for a second term. 54% of that number, Democrats. 77% of that number, Independents. Fully, 64% of all Americans do not want to see Trump run again, as he has teased. 27% of Republicans say they don't want him to run again. 68% of Independents say they don't want him to run again. And 37% of adults have a favorable opinion of Trump, according to that highly biased, liberal-related survey. There's scant enthusiasm for a replay of a Trump-Biden presidency, according to Quinnipiac polling analyst Tim Malloy. In a statement, he said, while Trump still holds sway in his base, Biden is deeply underwater when it comes to support from even within his own party. The 76-year-old Donald Trump has stepped up hints of another presidential run for 2024 as a congressional committee continues to try desperately and fail to tie him directly to a bunch of nut jobs who decided to overstep their enthusiasm and when the Capitol Police ushered them on into the Capitol building, they got a little rambunctious. They did deeply evil things, like tipping over a table lamp, putting their feet on naughty, nasty, Nazi Nancy Pelosi's desk, shuffling some papers off of one congressional staffer's desk, and they broke a few windows. By comparison to the so-called peaceful protests in Seattle, Portland, Louisville, St. Louis, Minneapolis, and other Democrat-run cities after the heart attack and drug overdose death of the criminal thug animal George Floyd, the few little table lamps toppled at the Capitol were not as destructive, not as deadly. Because as I've said on this show many, many times, and I'll repeat it again for those of you who are new to the program, those of you who don't keep up with facts, there was only one death associated with the so-called January 6th insurrection. And that was the death of a white woman, an unarmed white Air Force veteran named Ashley Babbitt, who died at the hands of a cold-blooded murderer, a black African-American, 13% hyphenated police lieutenant who does not deserve to be named on this program. He murdered her in cold blood, an unarmed white woman. Where were the calls for hate crimes? Where were the calls for defunding the Capitol Police? Where were the calls for racism and bigotry? Oh, that's right. According to the Democrats, according to the African American 13% hyphenated American minority, according to the BM movement, uh, excuse me, the BLM movement, racism only happens in one direction. Only white people can be racists. Black people have freedom of speech, after all. They can use the N-word to themselves and even to white people, which is stupid because there are no white N-words out there. Biden, age 79, has said over and over that he is going to run for president, but this article says Biden has yet to say for certain whether he'll seek a second term, but has expressed his own ill-gotten confidence that he thinks he might defeat Trump in a potential 2020 rematch. He says, I'm not predicting, but I would not be disappointed 
my friends, I don't care who runs. As long as Biden and Harris are out of office and we end up with some conservative, fiscally conservative-minded individual who values our border security, values the American worker, and doesn't tax and tax and spend and spend and tax and spend and tax again. Confusion around Joe Biden, by the way, once again making gaffes. According to Fox News, Biden made a climate speech cancer gaffe. Was it a bombshell announcement or simply Biden either lying or simply not knowing where he is, what he is, or how well he is? There was confusion after Biden's claim during his recent climate speech that an oil refinery gave him cancer. He's a liar. Biden said an oil refinery gave him cancer. It was melanoma. It is one of his biggest gaffes or outright lies, yet Biden said, and I quote, well, let's just see if we can get him to say it so you can maybe understand it. That was accessible. My mother drove us and rather, and because it was a four lane highway that was accessible, my mother drove us and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening. It had to put on the windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. Okay, let me break this down for you. Biden says his mother had to use her windshield wipers to, quote, get literally the oil slick off the window, unquote. And that is why Biden says, quote, I and so damn many other people have cancer, unquote. I have cancer? So does he have cancer? Well, let's see. Biden is probably not physically fit to be the president. In April, he said he has asthma, and that's because of the climate. Come on, Gropey Joe, what is it? And I, we, I, when we went to a small little school, that was about... Uh, a mile from the apartment complex we lived in, and a little school called Holy Rosary. And I, you couldn't walk to school because although it was a four-lane access highway, it was just too dangerous to cross some of the streets. And my mother would get in the, and when it came spring, I mean, it came in the fall, this is the God's truth. <laughs> you get in the car, and there's a little frost on the window, turn on the windshield wiper, there'd be an oil slick. Not a joke. I have asthma, and 80% of the people who, in fact, we grew up with have asthma. I just, in an apartment complex when we moved to Delaware, and just up the road to a little school I went to, Holy Rosary Grade School. And because it was a four-lane highway that was accessible, my mother drove us, and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening? It had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. Two almost identical speeches further proving that Biden even plagiarizes Biden. In April, he used that same little disgustingly lying story that in the fall, in the spring, in the fall, my mother had, there's a frost, a frost on a window. You had to turn on the windshield wipers and there was an oil slick. And that's why me and so many people have asthma. And now it's, 
And then when you, you had a little fall, when, when it was a little mist on the window, you have to turn on, turn on the windshield wipers and, 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 and literally have to wipe an oil slick off. And that's why I and so many other people today have cancer. He's plagiarizing his own speech. Now, this is a guy who is your president. Your president. And he lies openly and people feel sympathy and empathy for him. <laughs> don't say you have cancer if you don't have cancer, Mr. President. It is insulting to people who have cancer, Mr. President. Don't lie. From the people who hyperventilated over demanding that Trump told people supposedly to inject themselves with bleach, these are sure trying hard to avoid the I and so many people my age have cancer because the windshield wipers were cleaning oil off of my car. Washington Times columnist Tim Young made a joke and said, maybe Joe Biden meant to say that he himself is a cancer to America. Ellen Carmichael tweeted, if Biden doesn't, didn't have cancer, this isn't misspeaking or a speech impediment. It's just the latest in a long line of fabulous talking points that everyone has let him off the hook for over the years. Although many Twitter users were surprised by the statement, some journalists, including the Washington Post's Glenn Kessler and Politico's Sam Stein, claimed later that Biden was referring to his past skin cancer removal. How dumb is this tweet, Glenn Kessler writes. Check out Biden's medical report. Before he became president, he'd had non-melanoma skin cell cancers removed. Has no one ever at the RNC research had this common procedure? Look, guys, you can try and make excuses and go back in the archives and find this and that and the other and try and insert it from a guy who cannot read from a teleprompter who actually plagiarized his own speech from April and simply inserted cancer where he had said asthma once before, this guy is off the rails. And as I said earlier, Biden announced a new executive order to tackle climate change, but a new Quinnipiac University poll reveals that his approval rating has reached an all-time new low of 31% approval rating. And those are just the die-hard Democrats who are scared to death of mean tweets from a guy who actually had the country running in the right direction. Christian Daytalk writes in the Washington Examiner, White House denies that Biden has new cancer diagnosis after that speech flub. The White House shot down speculation on social media Wednesday over whether or not President Joe Biden has revealed new cancer diagnoses based on what the White House press advisors call an awkwardly worded phrase in that speech I just played for you. He was talking at that time about announcing a $2.3 billion fund to combat climate change when he detailed a rehashed, revised lie, a plagiarized version of a story from his childhood where when in April he gave the speech, he said asthma, and now he's saying cancer. He says, for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation, but that's the past. Look, my friends, the White House is doing everything they can 
to once again walk back, clarify, correct, revise, and explain away Biden's mental failure. They said the president's latest bill of health notes that prior to entering office, he had a number of cancerous lesions removed. And it is well established that Biden did spend a good deal of time in the sun in his youth. He has had several localized non-melanoma skin cancers removed before he started the presidency. And there are no areas suspicious for skin cancers at this time. My friends, I'm going to explain something to you. Oil from a refinery on the windshield of your mother's Buick or Pontiac or whatever piece of crap she drove when you lived in that damn near housing project called an apartment complex will not cause skin cancer. Quit lying to the American people. Quit upsetting people who actually have cancer. You idiot. This is the Truth Hurts program. ABC News is getting hammered for making it look like Alexandria Horseface Cortez and Ilhan Omar were handcuffed at an abortion rally. On Tuesday, abcnews.com published an account of the arrest of ultra-liberal progressive congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Horseface Cortez and towelhead Ilhan Omar and other Democratic lawmakers. They were protesting against the Supreme Court's proper reversal of Roe versus Wade. Critics on Twitter, of course, slammed that story, accusing the outlet of using photos that made it appear as though Cortez and Omar were being handcuffed, though video footage of the arrests actually proves there were no handcuffs used. ABC News's report said, quote, 17 lawmakers in total were arrested, according to Capitol Police, including Representatives Catherine Clark of Massachusetts, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, and Illinois' Jan Schakowsky. The charge was crowding, obstructing, or incommoding, police said. The photos featured in the report, along with others shared on the network's Twitter account, depicted AOC and Omar standing facing the camera with police standing behind them. Both lawmakers had their hands behind their backs, giving casual idiots the impression that both were handcuffed and being escorted by cops. But video taken at the event from other sources showed that there were no handcuffs. In the viral clip now shared by the Daily Signal's Douglas Blair, AOC can be seen walking in front of an officer with her hands behind her back and that she raised a fist a few seconds later, proving there were no handcuffs. And the Muslim woman Ilhan Omar could be seen doing the exact same thing in another news clip. Of course, conservatives ripped the ABC News report, accusing the outlet of making it look like these women were cuffed. MRC television commentator Brittany Hughes blasted ABC for buying into the lawmaker's performance. She sent out a tweet saying, Y'all would eat dog turd out of their hands if they offered it to you. Now show the pictures from the side that shows there are no handcuffs. How are you not humiliated, ABC News? That came from conservative author Carmine Sabia. America Matters executive director Jim Hansen tweeted, Regime media makes sure to play along with the noble protesters arrested theme by showing pictures of them pretending to be handcuffed. Journalist and podcast host Kai Chow reprimanded ABC, writing, quote, It does not reflect well on ABC that they chose to show photos that suggest AOC and Omar were handcuffed 
when video clearly shows they simply faked it for the cameras. No good picture editor should have allowed this, at least without captioning disclosure. It all started with the pretend handcuffs. Now it's time for the media lies to kick in. No surprise ABC is leading the pack. That came from Dinesh D'Souza. And Larry O'Connor slammed the report, writing, Any update on this ABC? Like maybe report the truth? Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton says, These pictures falsely suggest that AOC and Ilhan MN were handcuffed. Is this misinformation, ABC? We reached out to ABC News for comment. They have yet to respond. And I highly doubt they will respond to Steve Z and the host of the Truth Hurts program because we have truth as our middle name. The Washington Examiner's Con Carroll says, should illegal immigrants get federal family benefits? The mayors of New York and Washington, D.C. are already complaining about the strain that illegal trespassing aliens arrested for illegally crossing the border are now being placed in their cities and straining their budgets. Is now the right time to give them more federal tax dollars? Republican in name only, Rhino Senator Republican Mitt Romney's Family Security Act actually contains a provision that ensures that only the parents authorized to be in the country can receive benefits from the federal tax code. It's one of the only Republican things he's done in years. That legislation, by the way, provides families earning more than $10,000 a year with a simple $350 a month check for every child under age 6 and every child between 6 and 17, mommy gets $250 for each child. And it is supposedly fully paid for by consolidating existing tax benefit programs and ending the state and local tax deduction which benefits predominantly wealthy households. Mitt Romney is trying to punish people who work for a living so they can give money to poor people. But under the current law, millions of illegal immigrant parents are already receiving this existing child tax credit benefit if their children have a social security number. The Family Security Act would rightfully stop those payments to illegal immigrants. Now there are 1.3 million illegal immigrants caught and released under President Joe Biden according to the Border Patrol's own figures. That's a population larger than nine states. It's double the population of Washington, D.C. We need to make sure that policies designed to help American families help American families and stop incentivizing criminal, trespassing, illegal aliens crossing our southern border. This is the Truth Hurts program. Let's take a quick look at the rest of the headlines this morning. Buttigieg spars with legislators suggesting invocation of the 25th Amendment for Gropey Joe Biden. Transportation Secretary Homosexual Gay Married Man Pete Buttigieg sparred with a GOP lawmaker during a House hearing after the Republican asked whether the cabinet has considered removing Joe Biden through the 25th Amendment due to questions about his cognitive health. The homosexual married man who took a month off to nurse his baby because he and his husband, I guess, have nursing breasts? He took Family Medical Leave Act, family leave off, to be with an adopted child. Anyway, the House Transportation Committee met for hours on Tuesday to discuss infrastructure, electric vehicles, rising energy costs. But the hearing took a turn after Troy Niels, a Republican of Texas, 
asked Mr. Buttigieg about questions whether or not Mr. Biden is mentally fit for office. He said, quote, We now see the mainstream media questioning President Biden's mental state, and for good reason. Sadly, he shakes hands with ghosts and imaginary people, and he falls off bicycles, referring to an incident last month when the president fell off his bicycle. Representative Niels also presented the committee with photos of Biden and captions mocking a speech the president gave last month in which he stuttered and stammered through parts of his delivery and mumbled and fumbled and stumbled and grumbled. Others standing around the Texas Republican also presented photos of Biden standing with the White House Easter Bunny. Remember, the Easter Bunny was whispering things to Biden to say when he lost his place on his cue cards. So Representative Niels simply asked, Have you spoken to cabinet members about implementing the 25th Amendment on President Biden? Buttigieg said, First of all, I'm glad to have a president who can ride a bicycle, and I will look beyond the insulting nature of that question and make clear to you that the President of the United States... And then he was interrupted. Of course not, he muttered under his breath when Mr. Niels repeated the question. Buttigieg added, Is as vigorous a colleague or boss as I have ever had the pleasure of working with. Unquote. The 25th Amendment would allow the president to be removed from office if the vice president and a majority of the cabinet members or a group established by Congress could declare him unfit. Republicans have been considering invoking the 25th Amendment. Senator Rick Scott called for its use in August of 2021 after fallout from the U.S. withdrawal of Afghanistan left 13 military members dead, hundreds of bystanders wounded, and thousands stranded behind enemy lines. You might recall the Democrats wanted Donald Trump to be removed through the 25th Amendment after the January 6th attack on the Capitol. But you know, and I know, my friends, that the cabinet is appointed by the president. And even though this president is obviously, grossly incompetent, incapable, feeble-minded, mentally unstable, and incapable of doing the job he was supposedly elected to do, you know damn well those people are not going to bite the hand that feeds them. Especially asking Mayor Pete, come on, man. Come on, man. This is the Truth Hurts program. A few other headlines here. Maxine Waters pays her daughter another $16,500 in campaign funds, adding to $1.2 million in previous payments. The re-election campaign of Maxine Waters, AA 13% hyphenated ignorant minority woman from California, shelled out another $16,500 to her, to her daughter in June, adding to more than the $1.2 bucks she's paid her daughter over the past two decades. $1.2 million over 20 years? Well, why not? Taxpayers and donors put money into those campaigns. Why not pay your daughter an average of $60,000 a year? A Federal Election Commission filing on Friday by Citizens for Waters showed that her daughter received four payments totaling $16,500 in June for, quote, slate mailer management fees, unquote. What'd she do? Lick a few envelopes? I want that job. 
but I'm white, so I can't get it, right? Slate mailing is an uncommon practice in federal elections, where a consulting firm is hired to create a pamphlet of sorts that contains a list of candidates or policy measures and advises voters on how they should cast their ballots. Waters is the U.S. House Financial Services Committee chairwoman. She's in charge of the Financial Services Committee, and she is reportedly the only federal politician to use a slate mailer operation during the 2020 general election. And why not? She gets to pay her own daughter from funds that idiots donate to her campaign. Other members of the Waters clan have also made off with donor cash over the course of her decades-long career. Back in 2004, the Los Angeles Times revealed that the Waters campaign had shelled out over a million dollars to other family members over the previous eight years. She defended the practice, telling the paper, They do their business, and I do's mine. We don't have to answer your questions. We are not bad people. You're criminals. You're all criminal thugs. Now, Waters' campaign has refused to respond to our questions for comment, but what do you expect from the most transparent people in politics? My friends, it's getting worse and worse, and we just keep re-electing these morons, these idiots. And that, my friends, is all the time I have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. I'm going to wipe the slate clean, and on our next program, talk about new topics, and we'll go from there. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.